What's up, guys? Welcome to the Strength Connection. I'm Michael Krakowski, and I'm here to connect you with the top minds in the world of strength to share stories, insights, and experiences to help you become stronger every day. We've all have different goals, and we all have different desires we want to achieve in our lives, but one common denominator for all of us is that strength will help everything. Now, for a time, you can grab a free copy of the One Day Strength Challenge, the playbook that incorporates proven strength aerobics training along with the skill of intuition to help you create, design, and achieve your perfect training plan that fits around your busy schedule. Just go to www.thebreakthroughsecrets.com and you can grab your free copy today. So today I had the opportunity to speak with myself, me, myself, and I. This is something I never did before. Got an amazing lineup that's coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, but I wanted to jump on and speak to you guys about something that's really helped me a lot over the last year, and that is going back to some books that I've reread that made a big impact on me at first when I read them, but then it made an even bigger impact on me afterwards. Uh, there are four that I recommended to a lot of people, friends, colleagues, family, as well as clients that I've worked with. And I know if it's something that you have not read, it would definitely be a great uh, investment for you. So uh, without further ado, I will leave it there. I'll see you on the inside. All right, guys, what's up? Welcome to the Strength Connection. So I am Michael Krakowski, your host, and it is something I've never done before here. This is just me uh, solo today. Uh, it's been a great Great blessing just to get back on the podcast uh, from the previous one that we did with the Breakthrough Secrets podcast and start up with the Strength Connection. Um, had some amazing guests so far with some awesome interviews uh, in strength, and I've got an amazing lineup that's coming up for the rest of October and going into November. But today I had some time and really wanted to spend a few minutes to go over something that's been huge and beneficial in my life, uh, which is really about going into some of the books that I've reread this year um, and kind of a little story going into that. So if you listen at all to the previous podcast with Breakthrough Secrets or uh, follow me at all, you know that I'm an avid reader, absolutely love it. And uh, I've learned so much from it of just diving into uh, different books and also getting to the aspect of writing in the same time too. I've talked a lot about that and the benefits that I've seen from incorporating that, especially when COVID hit and getting into that as a source of, um, you know, just like mental clarity and mental strength of going in. But one of the things that got me into this year and getting into rereading some books was I got into a point where I was reading a lot of different books and always trying to dive into new information and getting in. But almost got into, it was becoming a chore. And I think that some, some of you might be able to resonate with that is where I listen to things like, oh, the, the top people in the world, they read a book a week and they're always diving in and they're reading, you know, Warren Buffett reads 800 pages a day or, you know, what have you. So I was in that mindset, like I had to always have my head in learning something and diving into something new. And for a while, like, I mean, you ingest a lot and you um, you know, I've learned a lot of different things and started to apply different things into my life. But then it got to a point too, when I felt like I was just reading for the sake of it as like a chore. I think it was actually Marcus Aurelius in Meditations, who said that if you're, if you followed Stoicism at all, Meditations is like the Bible of Stoic philosophy. And he actually said in that, that reading was a curse to him and saying it in a way that he was reading so much and he was taking so much time um, reading different things that it was taking away from the reason why he read in the first place was to ingest new knowledge so he could apply it into his life and into the responsibilities that he had, which he was in a wartime. So he actually said that it almost became a fault of his. And I wasn't to that extent of it, of, um, of diving so much in there, but I did 
go into uh into it where i like had to read a book a week i thought like that was the goal and if i set a goal i am putting my head 100% blinders on and i'm going to make sure that i get that done but the problem was that i was reading so much i wasn't ingesting anything i wasn't applying anything i was just reading it for the sake of reading it and i think especially with books a lot of times we can do that so I started looking at some books that made an impact on me before and saying, should I go back and reread these? And, you know, it's kind of like if you've, if you've seen different movies before and you go back and you watch it for the second time or the third time, you pick up on things that you didn't see when you uh, saw it the last time. I'll never forget when I re-saw The NeverEnding Story when I was an adult. And you know, I think I saw that movie when I was probably, you know, eight years old or nine years old. And when I actually saw it as an adult, realizing like the storyline and how insanely messed up it was, I don't know how much acid the writers and directors was on of going into that, but you see it in the eyes uh, in a different light of, you know, where you're at in your life. So I saw, I wanted to do the same thing really with some of the books that impacted me. And I have a few here that I wanted to share with you because either one, if it's, uh, I'll recommend all of these books. If you haven't read them before, you should definitely dive into them. But two, if there's a, a book that has inspired you before, I think it's a really great idea to go back and revisit it. You know, maybe right, not right away, but maybe if you feel like you're at a different point in your life with that, I think it would be a, something that could be hugely beneficial for you. So um, the first one that I have here that I've recommended more than any other book in my life, and that's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. I first read this book probably 2012 or 2013, when I first got into a management position at the club I was working at. And the person I was working for, I asked, is there any books, anything that I could, you know, really, you know, dive into so I can, you know, better understand this and, and to grow. And I was going on vacation. And he said, you have to get Stephen Covey's book. So it was the first time I read it. And I've read it I think every year since then, I might've missed a year or so in there, but I think it was probably like the fifth or sixth time that I read through it this year. And sure enough, it was one of those first books that if I feel off at all or lost, it's one of those ones that I've learned so much from where either I go back to a passage or I've just reread the whole thing. So at the beginning of this year, I reread it all the way through. And sure enough, right in the first chapter, I picked up something that I never uh, put into my brain before. And usually I'm a good underliner or highlighter. And there was nothing on this page of going in. It was a topic of listening to your language. If you've read this book before, it breaks down into seven different habits. And the first habit is being proactive, which is all about the personal victory. And when he talked about, it, he says, listening to our language and actually gives a chart of reactive language versus proactive language. So an example is reactive is you say, oh, there's nothing I can do. Where a proactive response would be, let's look at the alternatives. You know, it seems very simple when we say it right there, like, yeah, no, you know, no shit. But where it got to me so much is because at the beginning of this year, I was working a lot with a good friend of mine, Tyler, about the things that we say to ourselves and how impactful that is. Like, we don't think a lot of times of actually the words that we say in our own head to ourselves and how much of an impact that that can make on us on a day by day basis. But ultimately, that compounds so much. So over the last couple months, I've had a lot of changes, you know, went from, um, you know, partnering in a podcast into going more of a solo mission in there. And a lot of things in my head, the first thing I was thinking of, oh, I, you know, I need to do this or I have to do this today. When in reality, when I flip the script, it'd be like, okay, what do I get to do today? What do I choose to do today? And actually looking at it in a different light and actually using some writing strategy to put these things down it was amazing how 
quickly I got to actually the the solutions and the responses that I wanted you know to get to by just changing a couple of those different languages. So I've talked to people before about self affirmations and saying things to yourself just to get yourself in a positive mindset and. If you're not used to that, it can sound a little hokey or a little woo-woo right off the bat. But I'm telling you, like when I read this again of just listening to our language and the things that we say to ourselves, we are with each other 24 hours a day. We are the only people that are always with us. The language that we say to ourselves is more important than anything else. What we say to our spouse or our kids or our friends and colleagues or clients or whoever you're working with, what you say to yourself means so much and it's so impactful. So that was one of the things that I got from reading through this one again. Um, so I, I can't recommend that book enough. The next one that I had is from Ryan Holiday, which is Ego is the Enemy. So this was a book that I read a few years ago. It was the first Ryan Holiday book that I read. I had the Daily Stoic, which is just the daily uh, messages that you can get that go along with Stoic philosophy. But Ego is the Enemy that I was it was a really impactful book that I had uh, read a few years ago. It was right at a time when I was leaving a, a position that I was in for 10 years. Um, I did a lot of hard work at that place, but it just ended in a very negative light and got into a new position where I was working with a great friend of mine. We, you know, at a studio and it was just, it was absolutely, everything was going really great. And I wanted to just keep building on top of, um, you know, stacking the good on top of the good. And I saw this book out there and I was again, going on vacation. It's one of those times, uh, in the last, since the last few years, one of the times I always just read was on vacation. So I grabbed this book and I read through it and it was awesome. And when I read through it again at the beginning of this year, I, was just scrolling through. And one of the passages that really hit me a lot was about getting out of our own head, kind of along the same lines of uh, what I just talked about with seven habits. And it goes along the, the world of building a personal brand and promoting a personal brand and what that actually means. We've probably all, all heard that uh, now, especially if you are a, um, an entrepreneur or a solopreneur and you're building that personal brand, right? And the things that I underline says, we're required to tell stories in order to sell our work and our talents. And after enough time, forget where the line is that separates our fictions from reality. Even as adults, we're susceptible to this fantasy during a harmless walk down the street. We plug in some headphones and all of a sudden there's a soundtrack. We flip up our jacket collar and <laughs> consider briefly how cool we must look. We replay the successful meeting we're heading to towards in our head. The crowd parts as we pass. We're fearless warriors on our way to the top. It's like an opening credits montage. It's a scene in a novel. It feels good. So, so much better than those feelings of doubt and fear and normalness. And so we stay stuck inside our own heads instead of participating in the world around us. And that's ego. And that just hit me when I read through this before. So I don't know if this is something you ever saw as well, but kind of along the lines of um, flipping the switch and no negative self-talk, a lot of times naturally we can go in our heads and like think of that, like, you know, putting that uh, song in our head and all of a sudden we start running faster. We just play that mindset. Like if you've seen like, you know, Rocky montages, all of a sudden we put ourselves in, uh, you know, in that scenario. And I can see the positive benefits of why that feels good because if something like that turns on, we get a little bit extra motivation, a little bit more energy coming in. So naturally, if it's boosting our energy up, it's got to be positive, right? But what he's saying here is that if we keep playing that over and over, all of a sudden those lines blur between fiction and reality. And a lot of times we can start to live in those own fantasies of what's going on in our head, thinking that we're doing 
a lot more good stuff than we actually are doing and not living in the real world. So it kind of can, I guess, go along the lines of a pessimistic viewpoint. But if you look at it in a realization, that just hit me a lot because especially going into your strength work, into business, whatever you're working on to build your, uh, your personal strength up, Yes, you need to have positivity and you need to have you know good thoughts going forward, but you also need to be living in the real world so you can do the things that are really going to benefit you and compound over time, especially in the present moment. So that just hit me a lot in that. And again, that's Ego is the Enemy. Can't recommend this book enough. So the next book that I had was Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. So if you ever read The War of Art uh, by Stephen Pressfield, that's one of my favorite books ever. If you are in a creative space, at all where you're a writer or um, yeah, really pretty much anything. That book, The War of Art, is talks a lot about the muse and just about getting out of our own way and out of our own head to provide that internal inspiration towards getting the things done that you want to get done. It was one of my favorite books to have and Turning Pro goes along really the same lines. It's an incredibly short book. Some of the you know pages are like two or three sentences alone. It really just cuts out all the fluff, any bullshit at all. And it's really a focus of going from the amateur into the pro. And there's some passages in here that are just absolutely incredible. Um, I'm not going to go into all of them, but this was one of those books that as soon as I finished it, it was one of those that I went right back to the first page and started reading it again. If you pick up this book, it's going to take you not even a weekend to finish. Um, I'm just, I can't recommend this book enough. Okay? And then the last book that I read that had a huge impact of reading again was a book, Relentless, by Tim Grover. So Tim Grover just put out a newer book called Winning. And after I read Winning, I had to go back and read Relentless again. So Winning was really cool because it was all about, Tim Grover is the personal trainer to Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, uh, a huge name, especially in the world of training professional athletes in the NBA. And in Winning, he talked kind of about the dark side of winning. It's not all, you know, we see highlight videos and we see motivational videos all the time, especially things like YouTube. And you see the clips and the snippets of greatness of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And, you know, Kobe Bryant's my favorite personal uh, basketball player of all time. Absolutely love what he stood for and the, eth and the, the work ethic and all that. And it's the same with Michael Jordan. Um, there's a lot of things that we can aspire to from using them as an example. But what I loved about Tim Grover's writing is that he didn't just play that up. He didn't just say it's all just rainbows and unicorns and bells and whistles. Like there's a real dark side to getting to that level of greatness. And I think it's something that everybody should read and should understand because a lot of times we, we see those extreme examples of if you're not at that level, then you're failing and everything else. It just shows kind of the mentality of what it takes to be that Uber winner, that ultra winner that's going in. And if there's parts of you that that resonates with, great. But if it's not all there, I think that's totally fine as well. I think it's just a really cool thing to, you know, to see. So that's really on winning. But Relentless was his first book that I read about a year and a half ago. And then I reread again over the summer. And it was just the best thing about this book that I love is that he talks about, there's so many books about from good to great, you know, what it is to be a good player versus a great player. He goes even the next steps and talks about from good to great to unstoppable. So even goes the next level. If you want to be the uncommon you know, person among uncommon people, 
still using the examples of Dwayne Wade, Michael Jordan, used a lot of sports references of going in. And he talks about those people of, you know, they call, he calls them cleaners on there. What I, I remember going through this book and there's a passage that I underlined that I thought was so interesting when he talks about the cleaners, which is the highest level, is cleaners never feel external pressure. They only believe what's inside them. You can criticize, analyze, demonize a cleaner, but he's still only going to feel pressure from within. So I thought that was super interesting because if you're working on if you're working on anything and you're seeing progress in there, you're going to get some haters. Like there's going to be people that don't love what you do, or you're going to have some people that are going to create some resistance for you. That's just naturally how it goes. And he talks about like the closers, which are people who are even really good at what they do. They still feel that external pressure or they feel um, that external environment a lot more. And it's totally understandable. What he talks about, if you want to get to that next level is nobody is expecting more from you than yourself, you know, and you only feel the pressure that you put on yourself because you're so self-aware. And I think that's something that we're all aspiring to be. And the more self-awareness that you have around exactly who you are, the more it's going to take away from any external pressures or any just external environment at all. And you're always going to be able to live within yourself. Um, So that was just something that hit me that I didn't really, uh, that I didn't really realize. So that's, what's sometimes really cool about going back and rereading or re-seeing something that made an impact on you before is you'll read something again, which might be at a different phase in your life, or you just look at it in a different light and it gives you just a different perspective or something that you're looking for. And this is something that I think I'm probably going to continue to pursue. There's some other books that I've read that made an impact on me that I will go through. I still think it's great to read new information, new knowledge, but something that helped me so much into this year was just going back and just really ingesting the things that I found meaningful and applying it. So I think that's kind of just a good lesson that we can all think of all the time. It's just adding more knowledge or adding more stuff doesn't mean progress. You know, sometimes it's going back and reevaluating things that really made an impact on you before, really worked for you before and seeing if that's something that you can even get, you know, more from, or you might go back and look at it in a different light, you know? So, um, those are four that I would recommend to anyone. Again, that's the first one, Stephen Covey, seven habits of highly effective people. Then Ryan holiday ego is the enemy then Stephen Pressfield's Turning Pro, which also The War of Art, I would say, if you haven't read both of those, just get them together, um, you know, throw them on Amazon. And then the other one is Tim Grover's Relentless, which his other book is winning. So I would recommend those. So that's the four I reread. There's two other ones in there as well. Um, but yeah, have at it. So um, perfect. Good. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening. I will be back. That's got an amazing lineup that's coming up over the next few weeks on The Strength Connection. And um, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you came away with great stories and insights that you can use to create more strength and success in your life. Remember now, for a time, you can grab a free copy of the One Day Strength Challenge, the playbook that incorporates proven strength aerobics training along with the skill of intuition to help you create, design, and achieve your perfect training plan that fits around your busy schedule. Just go to www.thebreakthroughsecrets.com and grab your free copy today. It's your life. Make it the strongest possible. Catch you guys later.